Hi, my name is Jalal and I'm from Our Minds Matter. Hi, it's Riyad here. I'm from Lutheran Council of Faith. And we're doing this podcast around spiritual and mental health. So join the conversation. And watch this space. I hope you're going to enjoy this podcast. I've learned a lot, especially around talking to Riyadh about actually what we're going to do on this journey. And also um, we're going to look at certain resources and tools um, that we've just introduced in this podcast, but we're going to look to talk about in the next few weeks. Yeah, so join me uh, with Julel. It's an exciting journey. We're going to invite more people coming. So it's going to be something that you would, you need to watch for and really uh, maybe interact more with us and let us know what you like and maybe what you didn't like. Hi, my name is Jalal. I run Aumant Matam as a volunteer and I became interested in this topic around looking at how faith and people's spirituality is connected to mental health and its recovery of mental illness. So hopefully it's going to be an interesting journey talking about to lots of different people about their recovery and also their tips and resources for mental health well-being. So that would be it. Hi, my name is Riyad Kadabakas. I work for Lutheran Council of Faith. I'm the head of community relations and development uh, for the organization. Um, Lutheran Council of Faith does a lot of work in, in, in the community. And one of the things that we are passionate about is also uh, helping in terms of mental health. Uh, we've always partnered with Our Minds Matter, especially looking at mental health from a faith point of view and uh, also from a spiritual point of view. So I'm really uh, excited to join Jalel, who is the founder of Our Minds Matter, to, to carry on this journey and to explore mental health from this different faith and spiritual background from, from different people. And uh, we have also created some resources gonna share with you a bit later on about what you can do, especially at this time of confinement where, the, where, where there's lockdown and what you can do, some tips that you can implement uh, straight away in your daily life. So Riyad, I mean, I, I got interested in this topic of area, I don't know how, how long ago now, I think from a very sort of a, a young age, um, I thought about actually when people were experiencing mental illness, whether it's someone close to me, whether it's someone out in the community, people used you know, sort of like a faith-based explanation to explain certain conditions and phenomena. And, you know, I was given very given, you know, creative, you know, interpretation of why something, why someone behaving in the way they do. And, and, and they, were, they were always attempting to explain it from a faith perspective, right? And so we tried lots of different interventions and all this stuff. And, you know, and I, and I don't know if it helped, you know, so I became really interested in, okay, well, what does people's belief systems say about recovery towards mental illness you know i'm sure there is some um evidence and guidance out there that uh, you know faiths and religions and people's spirituality they they teach us something about what to do in that situation and i realized that over time that there wasn't any right there was hardly anything and you know that made me concerned because you know as a kid growing up you don't really know these things but when you become into later adulthood you realize there's nothing there specifically for mental health and so that's why i started to talk to a few others and say look let's look at the role of like mental illness and i found that other people were quite similar in their thoughts to say yeah there's 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 you know there's lots of guidance here but it needs to be put together it needs to be pointed out it needs to be reinforced um so that people are able to use it in a meaningful way 
that's why I got interested in this um, area and hence why I thought okay it might be useful to do this type of podcast right because at the end of the day you know I'm not finished on this journey I'm you know just at the beginning like most people but I need to talk to other people how do I you know improve my own understanding um, if other people don't understand I don't understand it then we can't just leave it as it is we need to we need to talk to other people and that's what mental health is really about everyone's talking about mental health to say we need to talk so i thought it'd be important for charity that we that we that we run to have this as part of our actually part of that engagement process and also developing what i call you know and most people call community intelligence so that's the angle that i'm coming from yeah i, th- I think i got interested in, in the field when actually i went for a shock in my life after my a-levels uh, I, b- believe it or not, I did my A-levels three times. Uh, oh, really? So yeah. That, that, yeah, so... More than me. Uh, <laughs> I never did yeah, the work. So, so, <laughs> and it was a real shock because for somebody like me, there was a lot of expectation on me from the family. Uh, my dad wanted me to be an engineer, uh, which I went into the field, actually. Uh, but then, uh, then I had to make a choice in life, and I really wanted to understand myself, uh, the kind of shock and depression that I went through. So I was thinking, well, I need to learn about human being, about human psychology, and try to understand human being from, in, from the, eco, the ecosystem around the human being, from economy to nature and all of that. But also my faith was very much part of who I was. Uh, so I, I had a lot of mentors at university, people who was atheists and all of that, mentoring me in, in, in that field when I started uh, to qualify first as a social worker, and then I went into psychology and health psychology. Uh, so um, that was my onset in, in terms of, of mental health, uh, trying to understand, especially from a psychiatric point of view as well. So one of my mentors was in the field of psychiatric social work. So this is something that, I, that, that really interested me. But what I find that there was something lacking into the debate, which was about culture, context, and uh, also people's faith. And, and uh, all of that w- was missing. And we know that when we do some research, in, 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 especially in, in psychology, there's one thing we always talk about uh, when we are uh, a real assessment of our data, that there's something we need to take into consideration, which is around culture. Although sometimes culture tend to mask the idea of faith, because uh, for some nowadays, there's more of an understanding of, of, of trying to get into the spirituality of things, of all the faith of, thing, of things. And, and there's enough data out there, it depends on who is the scientist and who you're talking to. But then uh, after working, um, I, I really wanted to make a difference in the community. After I've left university, I said, look, it's great to be at university and all of that, but a lot of these studies stays in the drawer of the university and the, the local community doesn't access some of the great studies and how this can improve your life. So that's why I joined uh, an organization called uh, this organization I'm working currently is really Council of Faith. So where actually uh, we could do so much in terms of community engagement and educate the community in terms of the work that, we, that, that we've been doing. And of course, uh, you joining us uh, as our minds matter with other people. Uh, so mental health has very, been very much part of it. But me, myself, being a coach in, 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 the, in, in the field of, um, like I do heart maths and emotional code and body code. So I've always been interested in the idea of trauma and how trauma trapped emotions really impact on people and also I, I was also interested how we can use exercise to help people in terms of their well-being looking from a very holistic approach so i'm very much into chinese medicine and all of that 
and qigong, trying to understand the human body from that aspect of, of, of totality, if you want, and trying to bridge uh, what we call science and spirituality together. And, and, and from that, that's where I, I got trained further into, this, into all these sciences of NLP, um, uh, as I said, heart math, qigong, and, and trap emotion, and all of that. So, so that we can bring some kind of solution for, for human beings. And so that we can address, I think that the key currently is addressing trauma. And I think in Luton, we are in a, we are in a situation where actually lots of people are, because we have a big, uh, uh, what we call migrant community here. So a lot of the time people have suffered trauma from where they've been coming from. And coming here, there's been other form of trauma that they've been experiencing. So we have all these communities in a melting pot with all this trauma around and traumatic feeling. So we need to find means and ways. And I think addressing mental health is a very key part of that well-being. Because if you can get mental health right, we know that. Uh, if, you can get, if you can get mental health right, we can also get the physical health right. And we can work side by side. So that's what we are, in, uh, we are interested in. And that's what I said earlier. So we've created a kind of a resource uh, for people to use so that they can, in this current situation of lockdown, they can use that. So what we've there maybe later on we're going to, we're going to look at that uh, is around the kind of exercise they can do and the kind of meditation they can do all very much also scientifically led as well as much as drawing from ancient spirituality no and i think i'm you know we're going to have a discussion about that isn't it hey yeah. online it's going to be available for people who um might be listening in and watching this um so i think it'll be really um helpful too um for a lot of people because I think that's what people need. I think people need something practical as well. You know, they just don't need, you know, um, they, they need they need tools, you see. They need they exactly. need things they can work with, practical things. Okay, well, what do I do? How do I do it? When can I do it? And with who I can do it? And when you show people the way in that sense, people are genuinely just um, very, you know, independent. And they're very self-sufficient. Um, they actually have more, they realize actually they've got more control in their lives and their, over their decisions than they thought they did. And I think that's what, we, what we're what we about in that sense, to say to charity, look, we're about, you tell us the solution, we're happy to support you, we're here to provide you a space to tell us, tell us your experience, you know, because certain day you're living with this, you know, condition or crisis or exposed to a certain, you know, trauma. You, you, the only way we will learn is if you share. Uh, we will basically say, all right, okay, it's about, for us, it's about empowering people, uh, make sure that the control is not with us, but with them. Um, so everything, that decision-making, they're, they're leading the way, but we're there to support. Uh, wherever that is, and we're saying, you know, it's a, it's a safe place to talk about God and talk about your faith and talk about your spirituality. It's fine, you know, we understand it, we get it. And I think that's the reason why, you know, our health services um, have really taken, you know, are taken with us in that sense because they know that we're health professionals. You know, we've got professional backgrounds. We understand. Uh, we're able to incorporate it in our everyday lives in a comfortable way, but we're also able to explain it to ourselves and others in a very safe and also in an articulate way. Um, because sometimes you have to understand, like you know, people when you have like um, you know living in deprived communities or deprived areas like Luton, um, you know, it's not caused by culture or faith, it's you know, the socioeconomic conditions. Yeah. And one of them is education. Yeah. So 
you know, and, jo- and jobs. So you're not going to have the time and the money to invest in your self-development, um, attend holidays, attend retreats, for example. Um, they're going to be busy working, living in crowded accommodation. They don't have the time or the space to go and learn about stuff. So we're saying, actually, look, um, we're not going to ban- we're not going to abandon who you are. We will create that space for you somehow. And I think through this type of, and through many mediums, like this conference events, workshops, whatever, uh, but with this podcast, it's a different type of medium. And especially with the uh, document that we're going to put out, we're going to put out later on. This is, this is another piece, you see, developed um, to help help those people, you know. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not going to go out of the health services, of course not, you know, they're, they're my friends. Um, but even even the only way to get to an intervention to get things better is by sharing what you know and that's why we see them as partners and they're very much um you know partner at our, at our table because i think they need they, they're willing to learn as well they're willing to come on the journey because i think you know they've got problems within the health services about accessing the population you know a certain people are coming through you know with a certain type of condition they're not accessing help early makes the condition worse puts more pressure on the health services, cost them more money, um, further destigmatizes. So they've got issues as well that they mm. want to address. So it's about saying, okay, well, you know, what things do we have in common? Can we work together on? And I think that's what, I think that's what faith and spirituality for me, what it means to me um, to say, what do we have in common when we've got problems and issues in our life and how do we go about, you know, reaching our inner peace and, you know, reaching our full potential? Um, because that's the common ground in that sense. And I think that's what I like about, you know, implementing our, um, you know, spirituality and not letting that go because it's a, it's a very untapped resource. Um, but I want to know um, from other like faith groups and spiritual leaders um, or people who practice spirituality, how did they, what do they do? Because other than like I've said earlier, I don't know everything. Um, I'm still in that learning environment and so is the charity you know um, I, I want to know um, from the other guests in, in, in the coming weeks and months um, how do they do it and what can they teach me because the only way that I, I learn stuff people say to me how come you know all this stuff and I say like well I do take the time out to listen and to ask questions you know you have mm-hmm. to come to a point like I don't know anything you know what did they say the more, the more you know, the little you know, isn't it? Something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. little you know, the more you know, the little you know about the world, in that sense. Yeah. I mean, that's a scary thought for me. So um, I think learning about different angles would help me. But I want to ask like yourself, like, um, what, you know, what do you think what these um, other faith perspectives can bring, do you think, in your opinion, I, I, from, I other, think... from other people? I think while you were talking, I was also taking some notes down uh, just to just to go a bit deeper in some some of the issues you've asked. But just to quickly answer your question about what other faith can do, uh, it's it's a very interesting thing. Uh, And actually, if I bring the the angle of even science and spirituality in that, which I'm really interested in, if I take heart mass for example. Heart mass, what it does, it has a 30 years of science teaching people how to, and now we know that how breathing is so important currently with yeah, COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and heart mass has been teaching breathing for 30 years, which are very simple and effective. 
And when we're talking about these people who are, don't have the luxury uh, of accessing certain facilities, just teaching people basic things like breathing, you know, can save a lot of their life. Now, it's not just about COVID-19, but it's, it's something that is a daily practice, it's a daily practice that I do on a daily basis. And where this is coming from? Now, where Hartmann's got it from? Now, it has 30 years of, of science, 300 peer-reviewed articles, uh, which been and still been, been been going. Maybe at some point I can we can discuss about the whole science behind that. Just just a free simple step technique, which we're gonna which we have this in in, in the in the PDF book that we've created. Plus also we put the uh, uh, we put the, the the video recording for that as well for you. But what I'm trying to say that where did they where did they get that from? They got that from things like uh, yoga. They got that thing, but yoga is, is something very much from the uh, from the Hindu from the Hindu religion or the so-called Sanatana Dharma uh, uh, faith. And also, when you look at Qigong, for example, the the Chinese form of Taoism, you know what I mean. That's where it's been it's been developed. And these are very spiritual uh, stuff that's been developed. And today we can quantify that with science, and we even have the tools that you can use every day and see exactly what's going into your body just by breathing and breathing controls your emotion now you can see that um, at the same time i'm talking something uh kind of psychological and physiological and, and medical with you but plus also we are talking about where this is coming from those techniques and tools now i just want you to, to turn to do a little bit of a u-turn on that when i was studying at university uh, my whole background uh, of research was around emotional intelligence now, great information and all of that, but the problem we have with emotion intelligence, there's no great or real tool, especially at that time. I, I, maybe I have lost some touch at this moment in time, but until they haven't seen many, because I'm still connected in, in, in the field of science, working with heart math, uh, uh, nationally connecting with people. Now we are using heart math to be able to support emotional intelligence, if you know what I mean. So we need some practical tools for people to use and also again uh, coming back to you again to your question about what people of faith can do i find that we can draw a lot from scriptures if this this is something that can really help and now in this day and age with what with what is happening it's really scary now it's only i think uh, of course you need to look after yourself but having faith in something that can really help you to keep moving and to build that resilience. And I think faith and resilience is something that is not talked enough in, 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 in the public arena, just because we, I don't, it depends also when we talk well, about- why, why is that? I think Sorry, it, it depends how you define about, how you define, how you define secularism. Now there's, an, uh, what I would say, there is an Indian version of looking at secularism where you have a kind of multi-faith and interfaith type of approach. And you can see some good examples of countries who work like that, like where I come from, from Russia, for example. You can see that all faiths are thrive together. And it's not something you shy away from. And then there's another form of secularism where actually you remove everything around God and all of that. But I think, um, and it, it depends where people are, they might be angry about, their, 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 about God. And I think that would be a good question to ask at some point in, in, in this podcast, where is God? Currently, in, in the context of, of where we only have, has, uh, is, God, is God punishing us at this moment in time? These are questions. These are some key questions. And because this affects people's mental health, by the way. The idea of God and, and, and whether God is punishing us or, and being angry about something or some higher force, 
affects our psyche, affects the soul. So the, 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 there is that. So as I said, that we can draw upon, uh, upon our, our scriptures and see where, where things are. I really like uh, uh, the story of, of when, when everything, there's no hope. And I think a beautiful story, um, I'm not trying to be a, a, a religious scholar here uh, by any way, shape, or form. But no, cool. when, you look, when you look at, at, at the story of, of Moses, uh, and if I, because my, I come from a, from a Muslim background, so I'm, I'm quite comfortable to speak from my faith perspective, although I work in the interfaith area, so I'm very happy. I'm always love to learn from people of different religion. But when you look at when Moses was uh, trying to liberate the, the Israelites from, from Pharaohs, and the army was running after them, and in front of them was a big sea, there was no way to go. They were caught in the middle and everybody say, it's gone. We don't have, well, it's over for us. We're going to be dead. But Moses never had that, that, that perception. And that's, that, that's where I think the, the, the miracle of, of faith tends to apply. Sometimes there are a lot of things we can't, even science can't explain these days. We are still trying to learn. I think we are still trying to catch up. And I think science is about discovery. Mm-hmm. And, it's, it's, and it's all, even spirituality is a discovery. So we are talking the same language, but perhaps applying different methods. And I think the method of science is about a tool that you create to be able to measure and, and adapt. And I think the tool that we use in spirituality is the human body, that we use as a tool to experience things and, 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 and to understand things. So, but it, so it's a bit of, of a two different world, but at the same time, we can bring those together. So I, I was talking about Moses. So what did Moses, Moses say? Well, if, if, if you look at, 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 at the language and the beauty, uh, for example, if I, if I can put the scripture in Arabic here, uh, and I'll translate it for, for our viewers, it says, Surely, he said, and that was his faith, surely my Lord is with me. My Lord has, hasn't abandoned me. And what happened is the sea opened and they, and they crossed the sea. But that was the power of faith. And I think this is, now you can say to me, okay, this is all uh, Riyadh, well, this happened to Moses' time, so there's no Moses at, at, at this moment in time, and what, what do we do? And I think it's, it's how you apply that story in your life, and you have the experience. Yeah. And I think when we have some faith, I think it does have an impact on our physiology. If you look at now in terms of positive psychology, the more positive you are, the better. For me, currently, when we are saying uh, at this moment in time, lots of people who died with COVID-19 at this moment, the, the, the issue is to do with uh, what is called uh, and some of the underlying issues, some of the, uh, what they are facing. But there are people who are dying without underlying issues. And I think there is an underlying issue here. And I think that underlying issue sometimes is around trauma and trap in what we call trapped emotion. We know that in that field of work, but if you have trapped emotion in your body, it doesn't help your immunity and it's all about immune system we are talking about. And sometimes it's having some positive story, some powerful story that can help. And that doesn't mean sometimes you can learn from somebody's life as well. It can be your own family. You know what I mean? And how they've been, how, how they've gone through. So is, I think it's at this moment in time, it's really important to hear some of the stories of those who have been surviving as well, because that will help a lot of people in terms of, of, their, of their mental health, on, on their, you know, looking on the hope. And I think the hope needs to be there. We need to bring more hope in people's lives. There's too much of, at the moment. Yes, there are people who are dying. We can't deny that. But at the same time, there are lots of people who are currently um, at this moment living and and, and, and surviving this 
and probably we need a, a more of those toys just to help people in terms of the impact on the mental health at this moment and including drawing our inspiration from books poetry and any books that people that, that, that people would want to that any scripture i think that that, that can really help yeah um, I, I think you know, it was an interesting discussion um the first part and i think it's going to help us a lot in terms of um, as we go on through the journey through this podcast um, by looking at, okay, different sources. Um, and also, you know, for me personally, it'll be from different, you know, schools of thought. Um, I've always wondered about, you know, um, you know, lots of things come in different, different ways, isn't it? Whether it's different books, different communities, different cultures, different languages. That's why we have so much difference. Um, I've always wondered about that in human beings and say, why are we so different? Where are we so similar? What's the core message? Why is it that we have the way we, the way we are? The what, why is it the way we do things? Um, what kind of you know connects us together on this in this way? Because if you had everyone the same, you know, it doesn't matter. If you had, for example, if you had the same faith or same culture or same you know religion or yeah same skin of tone, you still get differences in that sense within within communities, isn't it? There's still sorts of like levers and barriers so you know different differences and injustice and inequality is nothing new you know it can happen within your own group whatever characteristics that you know bring you together you can have discrimination within there you don't need faith you don't need culture you could just have it within a set of group of people you know you can have it within your own family no it doesn't really matter so you can have all those close proximities um, which you know make who you are, and still have um, you know differences in that sense. Uh, but I became interested in more like how do we um, look at more common ground, and also how do we use our differences in a way that's empowering, that we get to know each other, and also to uh, more important, I think you know to help each other. I think that's the bit because there's pieces of stuff that I don't have which you might have, but by sharing we're able to you know move forward isn't it in that sense mm. um so shall we i don't know i'm just thinking it might be useful to talk about this resource yeah um that we um, are going to be um looking at um that faith communities can be using so tell us um yeah tell us a bit more i think i think before we get to the i think you, you you've just brought something in my mind which i which which, which i really yeah. want to address <laughs> because you talk yeah. about uh, discrimination and difference and earlier you also talk about access and I think this is, uh, we really need to address the, these issues because when it, when it comes to discrimination, uh, and, and a lot of time is how we understand equality. I think there's a, a lay person understanding of equality is how the general population understand equality and how professionals understand equality. And then how media plays in, in, into that and, and plays on people's feelings and emotion and how they hide these things. I think when we look at, uh, at equality is about uh, is the, the, the thing that helps equality is about equity. It's about helping people for, for those who don't have, it's about meeting people's needs and helping them to achieve where they could fully function like mm -hmm. someone who has everything in terms of what they need. So uh, addressing equality is something very key because when we say that everybody's equal, everybody's equal, everybody's equal, well, I mean, we are maybe equal in rights, 
and I'm sure we are all equal according to the UN Charter. But sometimes in ter- when, we, when we address equality, um, we need also to meet like uh, somebody who is like, uh, I, I always ask, ask, this, ask this question to, to young people. And when I go to universities, uh, raise your hand who's a genius. And nobody ever raises their hand. And yet Einstein says everybody's born a genius. But the problem is, uh, it's basically, that's not his word, but that's what I'm saying. But he said it in a similar way. We are trying to make an apple behave like an orange. Yeah. You know, behave like an apple. And that's where we need to help people actually to accept, especially with working with young and helping them to accept their genius. So that is one of the way of also stopping uh, discrimination because then people are going in terms of what they want to do. And mm-hmm. the other thing about, about uh, you asked the question about difference because, and we, 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 when we go to school, we, uh, kids ask this question many times to our faith panel of faith leaders and said, well, it would have been much easier if we were all the same and, uh, and, and, and all of that, because then, and that's what probably a lot of time the institution would like to, right? Let's have one way of, and it's, it's problem resolved. With, because as human beings, we also tend to have a lazy approach to things. We want a quick fix, okay? Yeah. Because every time it's a human nature to, to get out of a comfort zone, it's, it's something very painful. And getting out of a comfort zone is to talk to somebody different to you as well and somebody of a different faith. But we know that actually, if you go to, the, to some of the big industries, some of the industries who are really innovative, differences are so important because everybody is looking at things from a different angle. What they bring then is the creativity. So, and, and, and that's what I think the future of, of humanity would be a lot around creativity. Mm. Because especially when you're gonna have AI coming forward. AI won't necessarily have that creativity that human being can draw for inspiration for the engagement of the heart and connecting with the mind and trying to bring those inspiration and bring new solutions for humankind. I think that, that that's why I think the idea of difference, I think difference is a necessity. It's very interesting that we can accept that with nature, but we forget that we are part of that nature. When we talk about nature, biodiversity is so important for life, but then human being is part of that ecology. When we did our Faith Wilderness Communities Project, that's what we tried to address to people when we took them to nature. We said, well, that ecology is also the ecology of human being. And if the ecology of human being is the ecology of cultures, religion, and faith. So it's about, so sometimes we forget, we also t- tend to, um, there is this competition among faith as well, or among cultures, mm-hmm. or who is the best. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a human nature thing. I mean, it's like watching football, who is part of Luton Town Football Club, or who likes Manchester United, and everybody wants to have more fans in, in, in their quarters. So I think we need to address certain things first as a, uh, what is the human nature? And then before we attack people's religion, culture, and all of that, of course, there are things become, which become bad culture because it starts with one person, you know, then a group of people coming together, accepting and making a norm, a norm becoming, becoming a culture. And if it's bad, it is bad. So we need to find things that actually, if a culture is not harmful to people, then it's something we have to learn to accept and to work together. So that's the, the, the one little thing I, I oh big thing I, I, I wanted to, to talk to you uh, or to share with you about this idea of differences. And I, I think that the more cultures we have, you won't, you won't, well, you don't want to eat Chinese every day. You don't want to eat Indian every day. Nowadays, we want to taste a bit of everything and it comes from different cultures. So the idea of having that diversity brings that uh, 
get rid of that feeling of boredom, if you know what I mean. So nowadays, I think in this confinement, currently, we really want to meet with people. I think the, re the, the reality of meeting with people is, is becoming so precious now. We really want to see people and we can't do I that. I think that's a good example of what you just said about the um, the food bit, because that was something we all relate to. You know, I like my food. I'm sure you really like yours, Miad. Yeah. Um, but when you have like you know a certain cuisine every day, your taste buds become numb. Yeah. So why is it different to anything else? If you have the, the same, same old, same old, isn't it? It's the same thing. When 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 we grew up as kids, we love colors, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, our absolutely. life is boring. Yeah, with our yeah. Lego and and all, yeah, that, yeah. all our toys, yeah. it excites it's us when we are different, well, different colors. But I think it's maybe sometimes we need good to go back to our childhood and really. So when you look at kids, they don't discriminate. They don't see that difference in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just see people as people, and that's how I grew up. Growing up, growing up in Russia, we didn't see much of that until I came here when we had this whole definition of bane. You know, people of uh, of, of this bane thing. Uh, it has its importance when we talk about data, and as a scientist, you will know that when when you, when you pick data, uh, it's important. But I think it sh it should stop there, and not being used to pigeonhole uh, or pigeonbox uh, yeah. people. So I think that's that's very important. But yeah, I think we, we it, it would be good to share um, the document uh, we wanted to, to yeah for, for people. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to share my screen with you. That's fine. Let's go through it. Yeah. And hopefully the um, the people watching and listening might be finding a really useful tool. Yeah. Um, don't worry, that was not the document, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Although we know um, we can do good mental well-being. Okay. So hold on a second, man. I'm just gonna. So let's go to I'm the first gonna, page. I'm just trying to find that document. Give you a second. Okay. So while you're doing that, I'll do this to people. This is what you what you need if you're in trouble. You can ask questions later what that was. Yeah. Show that you're listening, isn't it? I'm joking. <laughs> okay, so just to share uh, this document we've created for you. Uh, can you see that, Jalil? Mm. Yeah. So we, we've just created a, a small uh, few pages document. Is Currently, it's about how the kind of support uh, we've said that people are working from home, but it's for really everybody. Uh, and uh, I think working from home now, we need also to pay tribute to uh, especially those people like mothers who've been doing this for a long time. Yes. Uh, uh, now, now we can feel, we can be in their shoes and realize that how much work. Currently, I, I was just before we, we got in, I was helping my wife to make uh, tortilla and, and all of that. Now we are trying, I was telling her now we need to, and we've been having that for a long time, is having our own garden and mm -hmm. creating and, and having our own fruits and vegetables. I think we're going to go down to that to that at some point. But here is something we really wanted to, to talk to you through is about, first we need to address our mindset. So you can read about what from a, a lockdown mindset to a, an open mindset. Because if we're going to be in a lockdown mindset, which means we're going to be in a freeze situation, uh, what we call the, in terms of the body autonomic, autonomic nervous system, is we're going to go into the sympathetic nervous system, which is a, a, a fight, flight, and freeze. And that's not going to be help, helpful. And what it's going to do is going to actually affect our immune system. So it's very important to look at that and see mm -hmm. how, how we can address 
that reframe our mind in terms of where we are at this moment. And of course, then what we've created is also, it's about planning. So some ideas you can do to plan your day and what you can do uh, also in terms of the different activities. So we've put a daily planner for you so that you can open that uh, daily planner and easily access that uh, as a PDF. And I think you can even download that and, and use that daily, daily planner for you. These are different activities just to stimulate your brain and things that you can do with your kids at, at home. So that's... Uh, that, 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 that I think is great then. My daily productive routine, what you can do, so waking up in the morning. So we've talked about some Qigong exercise. So you can click on this and you get the video, which I teach you how some of the very simple and very effective uh, exercise. I'll tell you something about exercise. That's me talking as a Qigong instructor. You do a lot of exercise and a lot of the exercise that is out there. Uh, the problem with that is it's all external, but we forget about the internal because those external exercises put too much of stress and strain on the body. So what it does, it creates stiffness inside. It creates a lot of tension. And I think what we need is to be more relaxed. And that's why I, I mean, people love Qigong. And we have now a lot of, uh, of, of data coming around, especially Qigong and Tai Chi. So I address that. And then we have a meditation that you can do. So I get a small guided meditation with you, which is from HeartMath. So you can do that five minutes a day. And things like how you get moving, and it's all about getting moving, avoiding a sedentary lifestyle. And after that, it's about how you stay connected with your family, some of the things you can do. In Luton, there's already a lot of help available. And I would say watch our Facebook. We keep posting stuff out there. Uh, and there are a lot of groups in Luton. And if you have some uh, mental health that you, uh, issues that you want to talk to people, there are some key numbers here you can also, and the local advice from the local authority you can have. And also, finally, some of the practical things you can do in terms of your lifestyle, how, what you can do. For example, um, like we know the washing of, of the hands and all of that, how to address the issue of uh, panic buying and the tissue buying, uh, where actually you don't even need that uh, because cultures across the world, that's what we can learn from different cultures. You don't even use tissues. You can just use water to clean yourself and just dry yourself with, with a towel where you can then throw it that back in the washing machine and use it again. The things like that, little uh, things that you can do, your vitamin C and how to keep clean, leaving your shoes at home, outside. And also I'll put also the heart mass breathing technique uh, towards the end as well uh, in, in written form, what you can do. Plus I put a breathing pacer for you where you can use to do what we call the five seconds in and five seconds out breathing. And you can use that. It comes with a what we call a music, which is called the binaural music. So that's how, how it is. So you can use that, you can, you can download that resource. So this is a kind of a, a very quick and effective resource for you so that you can use on a daily basis and have it even on your phone. Uh, we can download the PDF and use it. So I think um, uh, you, you got something there for you to work every day. As I said, in this day and age, Breathing is key and learn how to breathe, breathe enough oxygen in your body, look after yourself, the vitamin C and all that. The immune system is the key thing to really look after, not just for COVID-19, but throughout your life. You really have to look after that immune system. And all of these techniques really helps you. And addressing your mental health will help you to have a better immune system.
yeah and what we're going to do we're going to put that link on at the end of the video um uh, sorry or the podcast and basically what we'll do we'll share it with people i think it's fantastic i think it's a great tool you know um you know as a charity we're, we're so excited about um you know at this talk about this guide um and i think it will help a lot of people especially in these times now uh, we're going to invite some guests on uh for the next few weeks um so we're going to ask um, people to stay tuned with us uh, follow us and share um if you think that's actually something that you you enjoy and you benefited um and sometimes remember talking about mental health and things like this you know give yourself a break you don't have to take the whole thing in one go you know take it in chunks that's why i say to people so um, we're going to look forward to um doing another podcast with spiritual mental health yeah and i think i would, would encourage our viewers and, and, li- and listeners just to actually comment and how they are dealing with their mental health how oh. they are dealing with boredom what are they doing at this moment in time and i think it's a it's a great moment to see that where we have enough time in our hand to read that book we haven't able to read spend some time with the family uh, and also um i think uh, if you look at uh, william uh, newton uh, for example, uh, in, in this time, that's where he discovered some of the greatest discoveries that he brought uh, just by using that time wisely. Who knows who's going to be the next genius around this time? You can see some of the young people in, in, uh, at, at schools. They are developing, they're using their brain and bringing new, developing some new technologies that they can help uh, health workers at this moment in time. You're seeing some great stories out there. So I think uh, it, it's very important to, to use this time wisely. And I think the reason also we've created this resource, bearing in mind that when we're going to have Freedom Day, uh, when, when it's coming, it's going to be a double warming in terms of stress. Because mm-hmm. you're, if you are already stressed right now and to go back to a, what will become, uh, what we, we can say that it's a normal routine, going back to work and all of that, bringing that stress and with the stress of trying then to catch up with work and all of that is going to be really huge stressful. So it is the time now to invest in terms of also your personal development, to what to read uh, the, 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 this uh, small document, it's nothing uh, may, um, too, too much in that. And also practice, practice the breath work, practice this exercise. And hopefully maybe in the future, we might do some more. Yeah, um, I think what we'll do, we'll finish it there. Yeah. And then we'll come back um, to do the next session. So stay tuned. Okay. That's great. See you soon. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Hi, my name is Jalal and I'm from Our Minds Matter. Hi, it's Riyad here. I'm from Losing Council of Faith. And we're doing this podcast around spiritual and mental health. So join the conversation. And watch this space. I hope you're going to enjoy this podcast. I've learned a lot, especially around 
talking to Riyadh about actually what we're going to do on this journey. And also um, we're going to look at certain resources and tools um, that we've just introduced in this podcast, but we're going to look to talk about in the next few weeks. Yeah, so join me uh, with Julel. It's an exciting journey. We're going to invite more people coming. So it's going to be something that you would, you need to watch for and really uh, maybe interact more with us and let us know what you like and maybe what you didn't like. Hi, my name is Jalal. I run Our Mind Matam as a volunteer and I became interested in this topic around looking at how faith and people's spirituality is connected to mental health and its recovery of mental illness. So hopefully it's going to be an interesting journey talking about to lots of different people about their recovery and also their tips and resources for mental health well-being. So that would be it. Hi, my name is Riyad Kalavakas. I work for Luton Council of Faith. I'm the head of community relations and development uh, for the organization. Um, Luton Council of Faith does a lot of work in, in, in the community. And one of the things that we are passionate about is also uh, helping in terms of mental health. Uh, we've always partnered with Our Minds Matter, especially looking at mental health from a faith point of view and uh, also from a spiritual point of view. So I'm really uh, excited to join Jalel who is the founder of Our Minds Matter, to, to carry on this journey and to explore mental health from this different faith and spiritual background from, from different people. And uh, we have also created some resources going to share with you a bit later on about what you can do, especially at this time of confinement where, the, where, where there's lockdown and what you can do, some tips that you can implement uh, straight away in your daily life. So Riyad, I mean, I, I got interested in this topic of Arium. I don't know how, how long ago now. I think from a very sort of a, a young age, um, I thought about actually when people were experiencing mental illness, whether it's someone close to me, whether it's someone out in the community, people used, you know, sort of like a faith-based explanation to explain certain conditions and phenomena. And, you know, I was given very given you know, creative, you know, interpretation of why something, why someone behave in the way they do. And, and, and they, were, they were always attempting to explain it from a faith perspective, right? And so we tried lots of different interventions and all this stuff. And, you know, and I, and I don't know if it helped, right? you know, so I became really interested in, okay, well, what does people's belief systems say about recovery towards mental illness? You know, I'm sure there is some um, evidence and guidance out there that uh, you know, faiths and religions and people's spirituality, they, they teach us something about what to do in that situation. And I realized that over time, that there wasn't any, right? There was hardly anything. And you know, that made me concerned because you know, as a kid growing up, you don't really know these things. But when you become into later adulthood, you realize there's nothing there, specifically for mental health. And so that's why I started to talk to a few others and say, look, let's look at the role of like, mental illness and I found that other people were quite similar in their thoughts to say yeah there's 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 you know there's lots of guidance here but it needs to be put together it needs to be pointed out it needs to be reinforced um, so that people are able to use it in a meaningful way that's why I got interested in this um, area and hence why I thought okay it might be useful to do this type of podcast right because at the end day you know I'm not finished on this journey I'm you know just at the beginning like most people but I need to talk to other people. How do I, you know, improve my own understanding? 
Um, if other people don't understand, I don't understand it, then we can't just leave it as it is. We need to we need to talk to other people. And that's what mental health is really about. Everyone's talking about mental health to say we need to talk. So I thought it'd be important for charity that we that we that we run to have this as part of our actually part of that engagement process and also developing what I call, you know, and most people call community intelligence. So that's the angle that I'm coming in from. Yeah, I, th I think I got interested in, in the field when, actually I went for a shock in my life after my A-levels. Uh, be, believe it or not, I did my A-levels three times. Uh, oh, really? So yeah. Th th yeah, so... More than me. Uh, <laughs> I never did yeah, the so, so, <laughs> And it was a real shock because for somebody like me, there was a lot of expectation in me from the family. Uh, my dad wanted me to be an engineer, uh, which I went into the field actually. Uh, but then, uh, then I had to make a choice in life and I really wanted to understand myself, uh, the kind of shock and depression that I went through. So I was thinking, well, I need to learn about human being, about human psychology and try to understand human being from, in, from the, eco, the ecosystem around the human being, from economy to nature and all of that. But also my faith was very much part of who I was. Uh, so I... I had a lot of mentors at university, people who was atheists and all of that, mentoring me in, in, in that field. When I started uh, to qualify first as a social worker, and then I went into psychology and health psychology. Uh, so um, that was my onset in, in terms of, of mental health, uh, trying to understand, especially from a psychiatric point of view as well. So one of my mentors was in the field of psychiatric social work. So this is something that, I, that, that really interested me. But what I find that there was something lacking into the debate, which was about culture, context, and mm -hmm. uh, also people's faith. And, and uh, all of that was missing. And we know that when we do some research, in, 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 especially in, in psychology, there's one thing we always talk about uh, when we are uh, a real assessment of our data, that there's something we need to take into consideration, which is around culture. Although sometimes culture tend to mask the idea of faith, because uh, for some nowadays there's more of an understanding of, of, of trying to get into the spirituality of things, of all the faith of things, of things. And, and there's enough data out there. It depends uh, who is the scientist and who you're talking to. But then uh, after working, um, I, I really wanted to make a difference in the community. After I've left university, I said, look, it's great to be at university and all of that, but a lot of these studies stays in the drawer of the university and the, the local community didn't access some of the great studies and how this can improve your life. So that's why I joined uh, an organization called, uh, this organization I'm working currently is Little Council of Faith. So where actually uh, we could do so much in terms of community engagement and educate the community in terms of the work that, we, that, that we've been doing. And of course, uh, you joining us uh, as our minds connected with other people uh, so mental health has very, been very much part of it. But me, myself, being a coach in, 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 the, in, in the field of, um, like I do heart maths and emotional code and body code. So I've always been interested in the idea of trauma and how trauma trapped emotions really impact on people. And also, I, I was also interested how we can use exercise to help people in terms of their well-being, looking from a very holistic approach. So I'm very much into Chinese medicine and all of that, and Qigong trying to understand the human body from that aspect of, of, of totality, if you want, and trying to bridge uh, what we call science and spirituality together. 
and 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 from that that's where I, I got trained further into this into all these sciences of NLP um, uh, as I said heart math qigong and, and trap emotion and all of that so so that we can bring some kind of solution for for human being and so that we can address I think that the key currently is addressing trauma and I think in Luton we are in a we are in a situation where actually lots of people are because we have a big um, uh, what we call migrant community here. So a lot of the time people have suffered trauma from where they've been coming from. And coming here, there's been other form of trauma that they've been experiencing. So we have all these communities in a melting pot with all these trauma around and traumatic feeling. So we need to find means and ways. And I think addressing mental health is a very key part of that well-being. Because if you can get mental health right, we know that. Uh, if we can get if we can get mental health right, we can also get the physical health right. If we can work side by side, so that's what we are in, uh, we are interested, in, and that's what I said earlier. So we've created a kind of a resource uh, for people to use so that they can, in this current situation of lockdown, they can use that. So what we put there, maybe later on, we're going we're to look at that, uh, is around the kind of exercise they can do and the kind of meditation they can do. All very much also scientifically led as well as much as drawing from ancient spirituality. No, and I think I'm, you know, we're going to have a discussion about that, isn't it? Yeah. Online. It's going to be available for people who um, might be listening in and watching this. Um, so I think it'll be really um, helpful too um, for a lot of people because I think that's what people need. I think people need something practical as well. You know, they just don't need, you know, um, they, they need they need tools you see they need they exactly. need things they can work with practical things okay well what do i do how do i do it when can i do it and with who i can do it and when you show people the way in that sense people are genuinely just um, very you know independent and they're very self-sufficient um they actually have more they realize actually they've got more control in their lives and their over their decisions than they thought they did and I think that's what we what we're about in that sense. To say to charity, look, we're about you. Tell us the solution. We're happy to support you. We're here to provide you a space to tell us tell us your experience. You know, because certain day you're living with this you know condition or crisis or exposed to some you know trauma. You, you, the only way we will learn is if you share. Uh, we will basically say, all right, okay. It's about for us. It's about empowering people. Uh, make sure that the control is not with us but with them um, so everything that like decision making they're, they're leading the way but we're there to support uh, wherever that is and we're saying you know it's a, it's a safe place to talk about God and talk about your faith and talk about your spirituality it's fine you know we understand that we get it and I think that's the reason why you know our health services um, have really taken you know are taken with us in that sense because they know that we're health professionals you know we've got professional backgrounds we understand, uh, we're able to incorporate in our everyday lives in a comfortable way, but we're also able to explain it to ourselves and others in a very safe and also in an articulate way. Um, because sometimes you have to understand like, you know, people, when you have like, um, you know, living in deprived communities or deprived areas like Luton, um, you know, it's not caused by culture or faith. It's in the, the socioeconomic conditions yeah and one of them is education yeah so you know and, jo and jobs so you're not going to have the time and the money to invest in your self-development um attend holidays attend retreats for example 
Um, they're going to be busy working, living in crowded accommodation. They don't have the time or the space to go and learn about stuff. So we're saying, actually, look, um, we're not going to ban- we're not going to abandon who you are. We will create that space for you somehow. And I think through this type of and through many mediums, like this conference events, workshops, whatever. Uh, but with this podcast, it's a different type of medium. And especially with the uh, document that we're going to put out, we're going to put out later on. This and this is another piece you see developed um, to help help those people. You know, um, and I think, you know, I'm not going to go out of the health services, of course not, you know, they're, they're my friends. Um, but even even the only way to get to an intervention, to get things better, is by sharing what you know. And that's why we see them as partners and they're very much, um, you know, partner at our, at our table because I think they need, they, they're willing to learn as well. They're willing to come on the journey because I think, you know, they've got problems within the health services about accessing the population you know, a certain people are coming through, you know, with a certain type of condition. They're not accessing help early, makes the condition worse, puts more pressure on the health services, costs them more money, um, further destigmatizes. So they've got issues as well that they mm-hmm. want to address. So it's about saying, okay, well, you know, what things do we have in common? Can we work together on? And I think that's what, I think that's what faith and spirituality for me, what it means to me um, to say, what do we have in common when we've got problems and issues in our life and how do we go about, you know, reaching our inner peace and, you know, reaching our full potential um, because that's the common ground in that sense. And I think that's what I like about, you know, implementing our, um, you know, spirituality and not letting that go because it's a, it's a very untapped resource. Um, but I want to know um, from other, like, faith groups and spiritual leaders um, or people who practice spirituality, how did they, what do they do? Because other than like I've said earlier, I don't know everything. Um, I'm still in that learning environment and so is the charity, you know. Um, I, I want to know um, from the other guests in, in, in the coming weeks and months, um, how do they do it and what can they teach me? Because the only way that I, I learn stuff, people say to me, oh, how come you know all this stuff? And, I said, like, well, I do take the time out to listen and to ask questions. You know, you have mm-hmm. to come to a point like I don't know anything. You know, what did they say? The more, the more you know, the little you know, isn't it? Something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. little you know, the more you know, the little you know about the world. In that sense. Yeah. I mean, that's a scary thought for me. So um, I think learning about different angles would help me. But I want to ask like yourself, like, um, what? And what do you think what these um, other faith perspectives can bring, do you think, in your opinion? From, I, I other, think, from other people? I think while you were talking, I was also no- taking some notes down uh, just, to, just to go a bit deeper in some, some of the issues you've asked. But just to quickly answer your question about what other faith can do, uh, it, it's, a, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, and actually, we, I, if I bring the, the angle of even science and spirituality in that, which I'm really interested in, if I take heart mass, for example, heart mass, what it does, it has a 30 years of science teaching people how to, and now we know that how breathing is so important currently with yeah, COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And heart mass have been teaching breathing for 30 years, which are very simple and effective. And when we're talking about these people who are, don't have the luxury of accessing certain facilities, just teaching people basic things like breathing, you know, 
can save a lot of their life. Now, it's not just about COVID-19, but it's, it's something that is a daily practice. It's a daily practice that I do on a daily basis. And where this is coming from? Now, where Hartmann's got it from? Now, it has 30 years of science, 300 peer-reviewed articles, uh, which have been, and still been, been going. Maybe at some point, I can, we can discuss about the whole science behind that. Just just a free, simple step technique, which we're gonna, which we have this in, in, in the in the PDF booklet we've created. Plus, also we put the uh, we put the, the the video recording for that as well for you. But what I'm trying to say, that where did they where did they get that from? They got that from things like uh, yoga. They got that, thing, but yoga is, is something very much from the uh, from the Hindu from the Hindu religion or the so-called Sanatan Dharma. Uh, uh, faith, and also when you look at qigong, for example, the the Chinese form of Taoism, you know what I mean. That's where it's been it's been developed from. These are very spiritual uh, stuff that's been developed, and today we can quantify that with science, and we even have the tools that you can use every day and see exactly what's going into your body just by breathing, and breathing controls your emotion. Now you can see that um, at the same time I'm talking something. Uh, kind of psychological and physiological and, and medical with you. But plus also we are talking about where this is coming from, those techniques and, and tools. Now, I just want you to, to turn to do a little bit of a U-turn on that. When I was studying at university, uh, my whole background uh, of research was around emotional intelligence. Now, great information and all of that, but the problem we have with emotional intelligence, there's no great or real tool, especially at that time, I, I, maybe I have lost some touch at this moment in time, but until I haven't seen many, because I'm still connected in, in, in the field of science, working with heart math, uh, uh, nationally connecting with people. Now we are using heart math to be able to support emotional intelligence, if you know what I mean. So we need some practical tools for people to use. And also, again, uh, coming back to you, again to your question about what people of faith can do. I find that we can draw a lot from scriptures. If this, this is something that can really help. And now in this day and age, with what, with what is happening, it's really scary. Now it's only, I think, uh, of course, you need to look after yourself, but having faith in something that can really help you to keep moving and to build that resilience. And I think faith and resilience is something that is not talked enough in, 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 in the public arena, just because we, I don't, it depends also when we talk well, about... Why, why is that? I think Sorry, it, depends, it depends how you define about secularism. Now, there's an, uh, what I would say, there is an Indian version of looking at secularism where you have a kind of multi-faith and interfaith type of approach. And you can see some good examples of countries who work like that, like where I come from, from Russia, for example. You can see that all faiths are thrive together. And it's not something you shy away from. And then there's another form of secularism where actually you remove everything around God and all of that. But I think, um, and it, it depends where people are, they might be angry about, their, 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 about God. And I think that would be a good question to ask at some point in, in, in this podcast, where is God currently in, in the context of, of where we only have, has, is, God, is God punishing us at this moment in time? These are questions, these are some key questions. And because this affects people's mental health, by the way. The idea of God and, and, and whether God is punishing us or and being angry about something or some higher force affects our psyche, affects the soul. So the, 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 there is that. So as I said, that we can draw upon, uh, uh, upon our, our scriptures and see 
where where things are. I really like uh, uh, the story of of when when everything there's no hope, and I think a beautiful story. Um, I'm not trying to be a, a, a religious scholar here uh, by any way, shape, or form. But when you look, when you look at, at at the story of, of Moses, uh, and if I because my I come from a from a Muslim background, so I'm I'm quite comfortable to speak from my faith perspective. Although I work in the interfaith area, so I'm very happy. I'm always love to learn from people of different religion. But when you look at when Moses was uh, trying to liberate the the Israelites from from Pharaohs, and the army was running after them, and in front of them was a big sea, there was no way to go. They were caught in the middle and everybody say it's gone we don't have well it's over for us we're going to be dead but moses never had that that, that perception and that's that, that's where i think the the, the miracle of, of faith tend to apply sometimes there are a lot of things we can't even science can't explain these days we are still trying to learn i think we're still trying to catch up and i think science is about discovery and it, it, and it's all even spirituality is a discovery so we are talking the same language but perhaps applying different methods and i think the method of science is about a tool that you create to be able to measure and, and adapt and i think the tool that we use in spirituality is the human body that we use as a tool to experience things and and and, and to understand things so but it, it's a it's a bit of, of a two different world but at the same time we can bring those together so i, I was talking about moses so what did moses, moses said well, if, if, if you look at, 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 at the language and the beauty, uh, for example, if I, if I can put the scripture in Arabic here, uh, and I'm translating for, for our viewers, it says, Surely, he said, and that was his faith, surely my Lord is with me, my Lord has, hasn't abandoned me. And what happened is the sea opened and they, and they crossed the sea. But that was the power of faith. And I think this is, now you can say to me, okay, this is all uh, Riyadh, well, this happened to Moses' time, so there's no Moses at, at, at this moment in time, and what, what do we do? And I think it's, it's how you apply that story in your life, and you have the experience. Yeah. And I think when we have some faith, I think it does have an impact on our physiology. If you look at now in terms of positive psychology, the more positive you are, the better. For me, currently, when we are saying uh, at this moment in time, lots of people who died with COVID-19 at this moment, the, the, the issue is to do with uh, what is called uh, and some of the underlying issues, some of the, uh, what they are facing. But there are people who are dying without underlying issues. And I think there is an underlying issue here. And I think that underlying issue sometimes is around trauma and trap in what we call trap emotion. We know that in that field of work, but if you have trap emotion in your body, it doesn't help your immunity and it's all about immune system we are talking about and sometimes it's having some positive story some powerful story that can help and that doesn't mean sometimes you can learn from somebody's life as well it can be your own family you know what i mean and how they've been how, how they've gone through so is i think it's at this moment in time it's really important to hear some of the stories of those who have been surviving as well because that will help a lot of people in terms of of their of the mental health on, on their you know looking on the hope and i think the hope needs to be there we need to bring more hope in people's that there's too much of at the moment yes there are people who are dying we can't deny that but at the same time there are lots of people who are currently um, at this moment living and and, and and surviving this and probably need a, a more of those stories just to help people in terms of the impact on the mental health at this moment and including drawing our inspiration from books poetry and any books that people that, that, that people would want to the, any scripture 
I think that 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 can really help. Yeah, um, I, I think you know, it was an interesting discussion, um, the first part, and I think it's going to help us a lot in terms of um, as we go on through the journey through this podcast um, by looking at okay different sources, um, and also you know for me personally it'll be from different you know schools of thought. Um, I've always wondered about you know um, you know lots of things come in different different ways, isn't it? Whether it's different books, different communities, different cultures, different languages. That's why we have so much difference. Um, I've always wondered about that in human beings and say, why are we so different? Where are we so similar? What's the core message? Why is it that we have the way we, the way we are? The, why is it the way we do things? Um, what kind of you know connects us together on this in this way? Because if you had everyone the same, you know, it doesn't matter. If you had, for example, if you had the same faith or same culture or same you know religion or yeah same. Skin of tongue, you still get differences in that sense within within communities, isn't it? There's still sorts of like levers and barriers, so you know different differences and injustice and inequality is nothing new. You know, it can happen within your own group, whatever characteristics that you know bring you together. You can have discrimination within there. You don't need faith. You don't need culture. You could just have it within a set of group of people. You know, you can have it within your own family. No, it doesn't really matter. So you can have all those close proximities, um, which, you know, make who you are and still have, um, you know, differences in that sense. Uh, But I became interested in more like how do we um, look at more common ground and also how do we use our differences in a way that's empowering, that we get to know each other and also to... Uh, more important, I think, you know, to help each other. I think that's the bit because there's pieces of stuff that I don't have, which you might have. But by sharing, we're able to, you know, move forward, isn't it, in that sense? Mm. Um, so, shall we, I don't know, I'm just thinking it might be useful to talk about this resource yeah. um, that we um, are going to be um, looking at um, that faith communities can be using. So tell us, um, yeah, tell us a bit more. I think I think before we get to the I think you, you, you've just brought something in my mind which I, which, which, which I really want to address because you talk yeah. about uh, discrimination and difference and earlier you also talk about access and mm. I, I think this is, uh, we really need to address the, these issues because when it, when it comes to discrimination uh, and, and a lot of time is how we understand equality. I think there's a, a lay person understanding of equality is how the general population understand equality and how professionals understand equality and then how media plays it, it, into that and, and plays on people's feelings and emotion and how they hide these things. I think when we look at, uh, at equality is about uh, it's the, the, the thing that helps equality is about equity. It's about helping people for, for those who don't have, it's about meeting people's needs and helping them to achieve where they could fully function like mm-hmm. someone who has everything in terms of what they need. So uh, addressing equality is, is something very key because when we say that everybody's equal, everybody's equal, everybody's equal, well, I mean, we are maybe equal in rights, and I'm sure we are all equal according to the UN Charter. But sometimes in ter- when, we, when we address equality, um, we need also to meet like uh, somebody who is like, uh, I, I always ask all this, all this question to, to young people, and when I go to universities, uh, raise your hand who's a genius. 
and nobody ever raises their hand. And yet Einstein says everybody's born a genius. But the problem is, uh, it's basically, that's not his word, but that's what I'm saying. But he said it in a similar way. We are trying to make an apple behave like an orange. Yeah. You know, behave like an apple. And that's where we need to help people actually to accept, especially with working with young and helping them to accept their genius. But that is one of the way of also stopping uh, discrimination because then people are going in terms of what they want to do. And mm -hmm. the other thing about, about uh, you asked a question about difference. Because, and we, 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 when we go to school, we, uh, kids ask this question many times to our faith panel, faith leaders, and said, well, it would have been much easier if we were all the same and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and all of that. Because then, and that's what probably a lot of time the institution would like to, right? Let's have one way of, and it's, it's problem resolved. With, because as human beings, we also mm -hmm. tend to have a lazy approach to things. We want a quick fix, okay? Yeah. Because Every time it's a human nature to, to get out of a comfort zone, it's, it's something very painful. And getting out of a comfort zone is to talk to somebody different to you as well, and somebody of a different faith. But we know that actually, if you go to, the, to some of the big industries, some of industries who are really innovative, differences are so important because everybody is looking at things from a different angle. What they bring then is the creativity. So, and, and, and that's what I think the future of, of humanity would be a lot around creativity, mm. because especially when you're going to have AI coming forward. AI won't necessarily have that creativity that human being can draw for inspiration, for the engagement of the heart and connecting with the mind and trying to bring those inspiration and bring new solutions for humankind. I think that, that that's why I think the idea of difference, I think difference is a necessity. It's very interesting that we can accept that with nature. But we forget that we are part of that nature. When we talk about nature, biodiversity is so important for life. But then human being is part of that ecology. When we did our Faith, Wilderness, Communities project, that's what we tried to address to people when we took them to nature. We said, well, that ecology is also the ecology of human being. And if the ecology of human being is the ecology of cultures, religion, and faith. So, it's about, so sometimes we forget, we, we also t tend to... Um, there is this competition among faith as well, or among cultures, yeah. or who is the best. It's a, yeah. it's a human nature thing. I mean, it's like watching football. Who is part of Luton Town Football Club, or who likes Manchester United? And everybody wants to have more fans in, in, in their quarters. So I think we need to address certain things first, as a, a, what is the human nature? And then, before we attack people's religion, culture, and all of that, of course, there are things become, which become bad culture, because it starts with one person, you know, then a group of people coming together, accepting and making a norm, a norm becoming, becoming a culture. And if it's bad, it is bad. So we need to find things that actually, if a culture is not harmful to people, then it's something we have to learn to accept and to work together. So th th that's the, the, the one little thing, I, I, or oh, big thing, I, I, I wanted to, to talk to you uh, or to share with you about this idea of differences and now I think that the more cultures we have, you won't, you won't, well, you don't want to eat Chinese every day. You don't want to eat Indian every day. Nowadays, we want to taste a bit of everything and it comes from different cultures. So the idea of having that diversity brings that, uh, uh, get rid of that feeling of boredom, if you know what I mean. So nowadays, I think in this confinement, currently, we really want to meet with people. I think the, re the, the reality of meeting with people is, is becoming so precious now. We really want to see people and we can't do that. I think that, 
I think that's a good example of what you just said about the um, the food bit because that was something we all relate to. You know, I like my food. I'm sure you, you like yours, Mead. Yeah. Um, but when you have like you know a certain cuisine every day, yeah. your taste buds become numb. Yeah. So why is it different to anything else if you have the same old, same old, isn't it? It's the same thing when, when, when we grew up as kids, we love colours, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Our life is boring, yeah? With our yeah. Lego and, and all, yeah, that, yeah. all our toys, yeah. it excites the us when we have different, well, different colours. So I think Pepsi, maybe yeah. sometimes we need to go back to our childhood and really... But when you look at kids, they don't discriminate. They don't see that difference in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just see people as people. And that's how I grew up. Growing up, growing up from Russia, we didn't see much of that until I came here when we had this whole definition of Bane, you know? people of, uh, of, of this BAME thing. Uh, it has its importance when we talk about data, and as a scientist, you will know that. When, when, you, when you pick data, uh, it's important, but I think it, sh it should stop there and not being used to pigeonhole uh, or pigeon box uh, yeah. people. So I think that's, that's very important. But yeah, I think we, we, it, it would be good to share um, the document uh, we wanted to yeah, for people. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to share my screen with you. That's fine. Let's go through it. Yeah. And hopefully the um the people watching and listening might be finding out really useful truth. Yeah. Um, don't worry, that was not the document, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Although we know um, we can do good mental well-being. Okay. So hold on a second, man. I'm just going to. So, Let's go to the first page. I'm just trying to find that document. Give you a second. So while you're doing that, I'll do this to give people. This is what you what you need if you're in trouble. You can ask questions later what that was. Yeah. Show that you're listening, isn't it? I'm joking. <laughs> okay, so just to share uh, this document we've created for you. Uh, can you see that, Jalil? Mm. Yeah, so we, we've just created a, a small uh, few pages document is currently it's about how the kind of support uh, we've said that people are working from home, but it's for really everybody. Uh, and uh, I think working from home now, we need also to pay tribute to uh, especially those people like mothers who've been doing this for a long time. Yes. Uh, uh, now, now we can feel, we can be in their shoes and realize that how much work. Currently, I, I was just before we, we got it, I was helping my wife to make uh, tortilla and, and all of that. Now we are trying to, I was telling her now we need to, and we've been had, having that for a long time, is having our own garden and mm -hmm. creating and, and having our own fruits and vegetables. I think we're going to go down to that, to that at some point. But here is something we really wanted to, to talk to you through is about, first, we need to address our mindset. So you can read about what from a, a lockdown mindset to a, an open mindset. Because if we're going to be in a lockdown mindset, which means we're going to be in a freeze situation, uh, what we call the, in terms of the body autonomic, autonomic nervous system, is we're going to go into the sympathetic nervous system, which is a, a, a fight, flight, and freeze. And that's not going to be help, helpful. And what it's going to do is going to actually affect our immune system. So it's very important to look at that and see mm -hmm. how, how we can address that, reframe our mind in terms of where we are at this moment. And of course, then what we've created is also, it's about planning. So some ideas you can do to plan your day and what you can do uh, also in terms of the different activities. So we've put a daily planner for you. 
so that you can open that uh, daily planner and easily access that uh, as a PDF. And I think you can even download that and, and use that daily, daily planner for it. These are different activities just to stimulate your brain and things that you can do with your kids at, at home. So that's, uh, that, 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 that I think is great. Then my daily productive routine, what you can do, so waking up in the morning. So we've talked about some Qigong exercise. So you can click on this and you get the video, which I teach you how some of the very simple and very effective uh, exercise. I'll tell you something about exercise. That's me talking as a Qigong instructor. We do a lot of exercise and a lot of the exercise that is out there uh, the problem with that is it's all external, but we forget about the internal because those external exercises put too much of stress and strain on the body. So what it does, it creates stiffness inside. It creates a lot of tension. And I think what we need is to be more relaxed. And that's why I, I mean, people love Qigong. And we have now a lot of, uh, of, of data coming around, especially Qigong and Tai Chi. So I address that. And then we have a meditation that you can do. So I take a small guided meditation with you which is from heart mass. So you can do that five minutes a day. And things like how you get moving, and it's all about getting moving, avoiding a sedentary lifestyle. And after that, it's about how you stay connected with your family, some of the things you can do. In Luton, there's already a lot of help available. And I would say watch our Facebook. We keep posting stuff out there. Uh, and there are a lot of groups in Luton. And if you have some uh, mental health that you, uh, issues that you want to talk to people, there are some key numbers here you can also in the local advice from the local authorities and, and also finally some of the practical things you can do in terms of your lifestyle how what you can do for example um like we know the washing of, of the hands and all of that how to address the issue of uh, panic buying and the tissue buying uh where actually you don't even need that uh because cultures across the world and that's what we can learn from different cultures you don't even use tissues you can just use water to clean yourself and just dry yourself with, with a towel where you can then throw it then back in the washing machine and use it again. So things like that, little uh, things that you can do, your vitamin C and how to keep clean, leaving your shoes at home, outside. And also I'll put also the heart mass breathing technique uh, towards the end as well uh, in, in written form, what you can do. Plus I put a breathing pacer for you where you can use to do what we call the five seconds in and five seconds out breathing. And you can use that. It comes with a what we call a music, which is called the binaural music. So that's how, how it is. So you can use that. You can, you can download that resource. So this is a kind of a, a very quick and effective resource for you so that you can use on a daily basis and have it even on your phone. Uh, we can download it as a PDF and use it. So I think um, uh, you, you got something there for you to work every day. As I said, in this day and age, breathing is key and learn how to breathe, breathe enough oxygen in your body, look after yourself, the vitamin C and all that. The immune system is the key thing to really look after, not just through COVID-19, but throughout your life, you really have to look after that immune system. And all of these techniques really helps you and addressing your mental health will help you to have a better immune system. Yeah, and what we're going to do, we're going to put that link on at the end of the video, um, uh, sorry, or the podcast. And basically, what we'll do, we'll share with people. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great tool. You know, um, you know, as a charity, we're we're so excited about, um, you know, about this about this guide. 
Um, and I think it will help a lot of people, especially in these times. Now, uh, we're going to invite some guests on uh, over the yeah. next few weeks. Um, so we're going to ask um, people to stay tuned with us, uh, follow us and share. Um, if you think that's actually something that you, you enjoy and you've benefited. Um, and sometimes, remember, talking about mental health and things like this, you know, give yourself a break. You don't have to take the whole thing in one go. You know, take it in chunks. That's why I say to people. So um, we're going to look forward to um, doing another podcast with Spiritual Mental Health. Yeah, and I think I would, would encourage our viewers and, and, and listeners just to actually comment and how they are dealing with their mental health, how oh. they are dealing with boredom, what are they doing at this moment in time. And I think it's a, it's a great moment to see that where we have enough time in our hands to read that book we haven't able to read, spend some time with the family. Uh, and also, um, I think uh, if you look at uh, William uh, Newton, uh, for example, uh, in, in this time, that's where he discovered some of the greatest discoveries that he brought uh, just by using that time wisely. Who knows who's going to be the next genius around this time? You can see some of the young people in, in, uh, at, at schools. They are developing, they're using their brain and bringing new, developing some new technologies that they can help uh, health workers at this moment in time. You're seeing some great stories out there. So I think uh, it, it's very important to, to use this time wisely. And I think the reason also we've created this resource, bearing in mind that when we're going to have Freedom Day, uh, when, when it's coming, it's going to be a double whammy in terms of stress. Because mm -hmm. you're, if you are already stressed right now and to go back to a, what will become, uh, what we, we can say that it's a normal routine, going back to work and all of that, bringing that stress and with the stress of trying then to catch up with work and all of that is going to be really huge stressful. So it is the time now to invest in terms of also your personal development, to what to read uh, the, 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 this uh, small document. It's nothing uh, may, um, too, too much in that. And also practice, practice the breath work, practice this exercise. And hopefully maybe in the future, we might do some more. Yeah, um, I think what we'll do, we'll finish it there. Yeah. And then we'll come back um, to do the next session. So stay tuned. Okay. That's Speak great. See you soon. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys.